Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Uh, at 7.15 this morning, we'll have our uh, spelling bee quiz for the day. It's presented by Optimum, the spelling bee itself. The regional bee is on Saturday. So I've uh, <clears throat> got five more chances to get words right this week. What was your record last week? Uh, it was... Uh, yeah, above 500. Uh, right? No, 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 no. Oh. I got two right. Two, two and three. Two and three? Two and three, yeah. All right. Um, it, it was, there was a lot of questions at my house about me misspelling the word shenanigans. <laughs> Shenanigans. Shenanigans. How could you misspell shenanigans? You're one big shenanigan. You got swimming right. That was the important yeah, I did get swimming okay. right, right. You would have never heard the end if you got swarm, swimming wrong. Right. Never heard the end of it. Never. There's two M's, just so you know, in swimming, in case you had any any kind of doubt. I, you know, it got synchronized, right? And then swimming, I was like, oh, mm, mm, is there two M's? One M, two M's, two M's, two M's, you know. All right, so we're talking about, and it's unfortunate that we're talking about this because you win the series over yeah, Oklahoma absolutely. State. absolutely, and you should be thrilled and you with sh- that. But, but this is this is big because, you know. You got another big series coming up, and you might lose one of your best bullpen arms. Brandon Beckel, right. right. And so, so from what I have understood in the past, and and I apologize for not being more concrete or certain about this. It's just not, not something that um, we've seen happen a bunch with players getting ejected. Mm-hmm. I think I can remember at least once or twice where we found out after the fact, like a week or so later, that a player had been ejected from a game and we didn't even know it. Okay, so he was chirping in the dugout at the home plate umpire, and they. The, the situation I can remember is, and one of our players was thrown out. Okay? But they never told you. We didn't We didn't know. He just didn't play the rest of the game, and maybe it was late. It was probably late in the game that we were losing mm-hmm. anyways, okay, if my, my, my guess would be. And so he didn't play the next day or the next couple of days, and we just thought, okay, well, they played somebody else. It wasn't somebody that was a key guy. Mm-hmm. That it was just out there, like so strange that he wasn't in the lineup. So we never questioned it. And then we found out later, oh, he was actually tossed from that game. I had no idea. Okay. So I think there is the, the way I, I feel like I've been told in the past. And, and again, I apologize for not, we just haven't dealt with this much. I think I've been told in the past if you throw at somebody or if you're in a fight, that's a different level of suspension. Which makes sense. Okay. If it's you running your mouth to an opponent, it's different, okay? It's different than you getting into fisticuffs, okay? Because there's Doesn't a that level make of sense? yes, it does. Okay, so because who was the pitcher? Like a, a, a while, Chad Bettis. Chad Bettis. I knew his first name was Chad. I was trying yep. to and Chad he, Bettis. He That's, he allegedly threw at a guy and then missed a whole bi- a series after that, which, and it which was, was a big deal. Was big, yeah, right. right. Okay. So I, I think that those are two different things, okay? Okay. You getting in a fight a, or slash throwing at someone mm-hmm. compared to running, you running your, mouth. your mouth. Yeah. Okay? I think that's a different deal. So I would my guess is that he is not suspended for the entire series. It, it, I mean, it, it would even if like even if the Big 12 looks at it and say, 
Well, it wasn't like he was coming at him, pointing at him. They were coming towards each other, and they got no people stopped him from fighting. No, I mean he was walking back to the dugout and talking. Well, okay, so to me that's way different than, you know, let's go. I'm, I'm you know, I'm dropping my glove. Let's fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I look at it even even in a like in a let's just say it's a Big Twelve basketball game. Let's say it's Tech and Oklahoma State. <clears throat> you have one of our guys that that gets a, a technical and then gets another technical and gets thrown out of the game. He's not suspended for the next game. No. It's just – and it could happen with one second left to go in the game, and it's that game, and then you move on. Yeah. And in football, I guess, you know, you have – you know, where you have the, you know, um, what, what's the personal foul or or something along those lines that it happens in the second half, then you're you're gone for the first half. But if it happens in the first half, you're only gone for the – you know, for that game, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, intentional with the intentional hit. What, what it, it escapes me that like when the, when you, when you, like, when, uh, when like a defensive back uses his helmet in oh, targeting, targeting. Thank you. That's okay. what I was looking for. <laughs> thank you. When you're, but I'm just saying it's, it's not like it's a multi-game suspension. I mean, for, you would have to, you would have to do something really, really flagrant in college football to get a multiple game suspension like you know hit somebody cold cock somebody on the sideline well if you take away the concept of game suspension and day suspension you play one game a week in college football you play two in basketball if you're suspended for one one game in baseball you may miss a tuesday yeah, especially a pitcher, you might not. It might not might even be miss your day to throw. So, anyway, so. you've got you to see have that some all the time in Major League Baseball, though. Yeah. Where we, you know, a guy. That's why pitchers get suspended up to five games always. Yeah, because that because they it forced them to miss a spot at, in the rotation. At least a game, right? Yeah. yeah, and it's not necessarily fair when you look at it from the apples to oranges kind of situation, but when you back it up a bit, yeah. I. It just appears only, that the umpires. It appears that the home plate umpire got intimidated oh, by Josh Holiday. No argument. Okay, uh, so this is about the suspension, not the. Well, the home plate the umpire went out and spoke to the rest of the umpires, and so I don't know that we can only blame the home plate umpire because right? all of them because wrote. it wasn't until they spoke with all of the whole mm-hmm. crew that the decision was made. I just man, is I just if you didn't call it right then, how can yes, you call I, it I, after I, the guy comes out? Right. When right. it happened, nothing happened in between Beckel saying it and the umpires getting together that changed. And how, how outraged did you change would, your mind? How did you change your mind? How outraged would Josh Holiday be if Tim Tadlock had done that to him? If the, if it was flipped? Yeah, and, and 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 I agree with the whole thought of it being bushly. I mean, it's like you, we've done it all weekend long. Everybody's talked trash. Um, you're about to get run ruled. I mean, we're one inning from this game being over. It's a blowout, man. Just get I out mean, of there. Just let, dude, I mean, get over it. Really get over it. But um, I I don't, you know, I just, um, I I, I mean, I'll be honest, the the other part of it, I mean, I just, Brandon Beckel's got to learn from it, and I I hope the rest of the team learns from it. And, I I mean, especially when those warnings are given, I mean, you got to pay attention, right? Yeah. You got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. You know that that it's you you have to, and I'm sure Brandon will will learn from that and and be better because of it in the future. But um, I'm in favor of the umpires, you know, setting a tone early and saying I'm not gonna, t-, you know, if this happens in the first inning or the second inning, this is not gonna go on. 
and I'm immediately throwing out a warning, and I'm in favor of them. If guys aren't following the directions, tossing them, okay? Tossing them. But I want it to be their decision, not the opponent's coach or whoever's coach or Tadlock's decision or Josh Holiday's. It's their decision, okay? Don't be bullied by the... By by one of the managers, by mm-hmm. one of the head coaches, because that's what it appears. That's that's what it looks like, mm-hmm. and um, and and more times than not, if it's two guys going at it, well, then two guys should be tossed, you know. So it, it, that to me is just that's that's the really frustrating part here is that it, it felt like the umpires were bullied into it by Holiday. If you didn't immediately call it, how are you calling it now? Right? How mm-hmm. are you calling it now? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that's to me. That's that's just ridiculous. So, and and that and that's what I said earlier. The the part that I hate about this is this is an awesome series win for the Red Raiders. Awesome series win. Um, yeah, I think it's you know it has the potential to lead to you know bigger and better things ahead for this team. Um, and it just shows how they're coming together. And uh, you know this this weekend's a, a challenge. Not that I think that Texas is is one of the top teams in the conference this year. I think they're a little bit down compared to where they were last year, but you've played three games away from Dan Lawfield at Rip Griffin Park. You're one and two. Your offense really never took off in the two losses, right? I mean, you scored two in one game and two in the other. Okay, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, Kind of be anxious to see how they play on the road, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so these Handle are your that first true road games because mm-hmm. those were neutral. And so uh, I'm really anxious to see how, how our, our team does against that. But, man, this this was a great win for them this weekend. And um, I, I don't know. I, I hate that it's getting overshadowed a little bit. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Today is the 20th day of March, 2023. Man, it's, it's flying by. It seems like, I don't know, I go through this every year. It seems like once we get to daylight savings time, it's like all of a sudden, like this this curtain has been lifted up in front of me, and it's like, wow, there's stuff going on. <laughs> it's like, you know, I've been so. You think focused. that has to do with the fact that football season's over, and for the most part, basketball season is almost over for you? So you're allowed to get out of your house on the weekend. Yeah, although although okay. this, this past weekend, I pretty much I was. Pretty it was much, the last weekend indoors. We get it. I was glued to the. I was glued to my television. I mean, I watched. I watched basketball until my eyes bled. Uh, all right, six forty-five this morning. Time for this day in sports history. Here is Jeff McGuire. Uh, I'm not sure that this is where the inspiration came from for mm-hmm. Brewster's Millions, but uh, very similar situation here with regards to 1934. American all-around female super athlete Babe Dickerson Zaris pitched a hitless inning for the Philadelphia A's in their exhibition preseason baseball game against the Brooklyn Dodgers. Remember in Brewster's Millions, he said he could get anybody out for three innings. Yeah. Well, he didn't, but he did give away a million. He did blow a million dollars to get, was it 10? Wasn't it? it was, I think it was $10 million for the big grand prize. Maybe it was $100 million. It was something insane. She, she is considered to be the greatest female athlete ever just because of, all the things that she was able to do in all the different sports. Are you doubting that? I was talking about Brewster's Millions, not necessarily about her. Uh, but <laughs> Right. I understand you what you were talking about, but I was just following up. Babe <laughs> left her and took my brain as I figure out. Yeah. I was like, I'm fairly certain Richard Pryor was a guy. <laughs> Got it. 1965. Uh, the 27th NCAA Men's Basketball Championship took place 
UCLA beats Michigan 91 to 80 Bruins back to back national titles. Gail Goodrich, 42 points in the win. 1973, Pittsburgh Pirates right fielder Roberto Clemente is elected to baseball's Hall of Fame. This would be 11 weeks after his death in a plane crash. Yeah, very quick. Very, very quick. I mean, they obviously this was done posthumously, but I don't, I don't know if until like today's world, if a if a guy like that went down that quick, if, it, if he would be elected that quick. And I'm not saying that Roberto Clemente wasn't a Hall of Famer, but I mean, sure. it's just like you said, 11 weeks later, I mean... I just don't. I don't. I just don't think that would happen today. How much would the NFL though give to be able to honor Reggie White in person before he passed away? And that's a five-year waiting period, and he didn't make it. Yeah, but nobody expected him to. Nobody expected a plate crash either. Yeah, like uh, car night- crash for Reggie White. No, Cl- Clemente, I guess the plane crash. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Sorry. 1983, in a clash of tennis legends, Martina Navratilova outclasses Chris Everett Lloyd 6-2-6-0 to win her first of five straight WTA Tour Championships in Madison Square Garden, New York City. 1989, baseball announces that Reds manager Pete Rose is under investigation. (laughs) (laughs) The investigation is still on. I was going to say, he still is, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and in 2020, after 20 years with the New England Patriots, six-time Super Bowl winning quarterback Tom Brady officially agrees to move to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a two-year, $50 million guaranteed deal. And from Bullfighter on this day one year ago, Choice Woodman rides a bull and walked away with some neck pain. Mm. <laughs> By the way, Reggie White, his problem was, was, a heart, was a heart attack, not car crash. I was thinking of the, the other former Eagle. Jerome Brown? Jerome Brown, yeah. Is that who it was? Yeah. Yeah. He was the one that died in the car. Yeah. Crash, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is National Ravioli Day. I, I never. How can you not like meat and pasta, Chuck? You know, I just never got into the ravioli. Meat and pasta. We're having beefaroni, right? Well, no, this is ravioli. Ravioli, yeah. Yeah, I've never been a huge fan either, and I guess because when I think of ravioli, I always think of like the Chef Boyardee yeah, version, right, right? Right. And I always thought their sauce was really funky tasting, but I love pasta shells and meat. I just don't eat the Chef Boyardee. I don't either. I'm. You know, they have more advanced versions of ravioli than the they Chef probably Boyardee. do, and and that's probably something my wife makes and calls it something different. We need to get Ann on the phone. I never, <laughs> never really had ravioli. I'm just, I'm not a fan. Well, she'll like make the big shells and uh-huh. there'll be meat and cheese and some like veggies. Like a stuffed and... shell kind yeah. of thing? Yeah, it's pretty much That's the same. That's basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what she calls it, but I call it good. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to super New York Nick fan Spike Lee is 66. Bobby Orr, 75. <laughs> It's pretty sad if that's what you're known for. Well, he's a also fan. a famous. I, I'm tying it into the sports world a little bit here, just because I'm just saying that franchise hasn't had a good go of it of Man, late. Goodness gracious, well, of late, uh, we're talking about 50 years. Yeah, yeah, like since say 71 ish. Yeah. <laughs> Holly Hunter, 65. Mookie Blaylock, 56, and Pat Riley is 78. And on this day in 1345. Mm. According to the scholars at the University of Paris, the Black Death was created on March 20th 
1945. Thir- uh, excuse me, 1345. From what they call a triple conjunction of Saturn, Jupiter, and Mars. In the 40th degree of Aquarius. This is an official document here. The, de- the Black Death, also known as the Plague, swept across Europe, the Middle East, and Asia during the 14th century, leaving an estimated 25 million dead in its wake. Now, we've hit the fast-forward button, we learn how things actually happen, and the plague was carried by fleas that were usually tra- uh, traveled with rats, but then jumped off the rat when the rat uh, died. Uh, it was most likely first appeared in humans in Mongolia around 1320, so, you know, 25 years before Saturn and Jupiter and Mars aligned. Those damn Mongolians got on a plane and they flew to Europe. Pretty sure it was a horse. <laughs> but, uh, you know, horse. they could have walked. I, it was, um, that was, it was I mean, it could have been a dragon because dragons fly. Things I thought I was going to hear on the morning drive today. <laughs> Darn Mongolians was not one of them. <laughs> it actually, uh, all the recent research suggests that the Black Plague actually existed thousands of years earlier in Europe. And that is this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history. Uh, thank you, Jeff. 6.52 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Mark asks, any update on the basketball coaching search? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I, th- I would think that they would start having conversations pretty quick, uh, you know, in terms of – I'm sure that they have, but, I mean, at some point in time you're going to start formal conversations, right, uh, because coaches – Teams have been eliminated, and you know you got to strike while the iron is hot. <clears throat> I just feel like this. I feel like maybe one iron that may be being struck might be by Texas. Not not that they're going to say to Rodney Terry, "Hey, by the way, we're going to go ahead and promote you." But at what point in time does Kentucky fan base and Kentucky look at John Calipari and say, "You may have taken us as far as you can take us. You haven't been to a Sweet Sixteen in a number of years." Didn't get out of the second round yesterday. Got beat by K State. K State was the higher seed, or the, you know, they had the the lower number, the three seed against the six. Um, and, and does Texas come after John Calipari and say, "Hey, come down here and build our basketball program," mm-hmm. and and what would what would that be like? Um, because because that would be disruptive. Because it looks like looks like Rodney Terry's doing a really really good job. The knock on him though is his previous coaching record, um, and then. You know, he didn't recruit these guys. He's just coached them. Yeah. So has he been known as a recruiter, a, a good recruiter on his? I on think that he's known as a 500 basketball coach, or slightly above. And when you look at his at his record, so I I don't I don't know that he's known as a quote recruiter like like a Jerome Tang was okay. or like a. Well, it's hard to hire anybody at this point if they're not recruiters, right? Right, and so it's such it's so much the name, the big part of the game. Right, and but you know you also you kind of look at Rodney Terry and go, man, what what more do you want? The guy has stabilized your basketball team. He's he all he's done is win. You know they they're still they're one of two Big Twelve teams that that are that are left. Um, I don't know. I, I just kind of look at this and go, man, how could you how could you not look at Rodney Terry and go? Man, he's he's our guy. Uh, his problem is overall in college, one eighty four and one sixty three, and his time at Fresno State and at UTEP, um, and now with what he's done at uh, at Texas this year, um, obviously he's done done a great job in leading them to the Sweet Sixteen in addition to the Big Twelve postseason championship. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I. I 
and and then supposedly Billy Donovan's name is still being bantied about for both Texas and Texas Tech. Um, Keep banting. You know, uh, I think you. Word? I think you could. I think you can safely say that. Uh, any thoughts of Sean Miller coming from Xavier or Jerome Tang from Kansas State? That ain't happening. And is there is there somebody out there that you don't expect? Because there's always those guys that maybe aren't happy where they are, and it might surprise you. So is there a surprise candidate out there as well? I think I think we'll have a, a head basketball coach by the end of the week. That'd be my guess as well. You know that by the end of the week you'll you'll see somebody in that in that spot. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. We'll have uh, WNIT basketball on the air for you tonight. The Lady Raiders take on the SMU Mustangs, a team that uh, they used to be quite familiar with from the uh, Southwest Conference, right? So mm-hmm. uh, you'll have uh, have that uh, tonight. Uh, 5.30 is the airtime on 107.7 Yes FM. The tip's at 6.00. Uh, SMU has beaten just one one to Power Five basketball team this year. They played uh, Baylor and they played uh, Oklahoma. Lost to both those teams, but beat Cal back on December the fourth of twenty twenty two seventy two fifty six. Here's the here's maybe a key number for you. Okay, a key number might be forty percent. Okay, okay. SMU is sixteen and two. When they hold their opposition to under forty percent from the field, they are twelve and four when they shoot forty percent from the field. Okay, they're they're a really good defensive team, um, you know, in their classification of of basketball. I mean, obviously they're not playing a full schedule of Power Five schools. They're you know the American Conference. At least right now, they're not headed to the Pac-12 quite yet. Uh, they lost four of their last five before their win over Little Rock in the WNIT. But he, but here's the thing: they hold their opponents to 58 points a game. Pretty low. Pretty low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem for them is they score 63 points a game. So also pretty low. Lady Raiders this year have held their opponents to 67 and scored 69. Neither one of those are. Just absolute huge, huge numbers. Uh, the other thing that's that's interesting is, to me at least, three of your top three-point shooters, Bree Scott, Riley McKinney, and Bryn Gerlich, have more threes combined, just those three, than all of SMU's, 123 to 109. Okay. I also don't feel like you're eliminating just a whole lot of threes from that list either. How many well, more threes did the Lady Raiders hit if you take those three out? Do you hit another 63? Really? Yep, for the season. Yeah, yeah. I, well, in a game, that would be like some sort of a record. Yeah, because you have... <laughs> some well, you, sort. You have Bailey Maupin with 31 that I'm not including. You have Jazz Shavers with 22 okay, I, that I, I'm not including. I, I stand corrected. Okay. I don't think of this team being a great three-point shooting team, and that's why I was asking the question. No, no, they're a 33%, and that's part of the reason why... You're playing in the WNIT because you didn't hit enough threes in in some games. Um, so there 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 you go. I mean that's here's the other thing about SMU, they have eight single digit losses, four by three or less, and three single digit wins. A lot of close games. A lot of close games, and so that that's concerning when 
when they are a team like they are in that they don't um, commit a lot of fouls and put their opponent at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the Lady Raiders have committed a lot of fouls uh, because you know you've had you know, you've committed less fouls than your opponent, but you've committed 618 fouls on the year at SMU by comparison, 425. So almost 200 fouls less on the season. Wow. Now, it's a big number. you've played four more games than they have, but still, still a big number. Yeah, it wasn't 50 per game. No, it wasn't. <laughs> right, right. It's not. It's not. Um, the other thing that, that just a little, little concerned about is, again, when you look at close games, okay, if it's a close game, um, their fast break ability, SMU, they average almost nine. Tech averages six. So transition defense can be important. Not turning the ball over and giving up live ball turnovers is going to be important. Uh, second chance points is going to be important because SMU does do a good job um, with offensive rebounding. Um, and they score in the paint. They score half their points in the paint. So that's just a couple of things for you to take a look at tonight as uh, Texas Tech at 19 and 14 takes on SMU 17 and 12 in uh, the WNIT action tonight. Okay, so look look forward to that. Hope there's a great crowd at the arena this evening. Um, my expectation is, yes, there's going to be a great crowd at the arena tonight. Okay? I would guess so. And SMU's not used to playing in front of a very big crowd. I mean, um, Tech average has been averaging at home uh, almost 5,000 a game. SMU at home averaged 683 and away from home 1500 mm-hmm. so maybe can make some make some noise on that uh in uh, for the uh, lady raiders if they win tonight would play the winner of arkansas and stephen f austin and i don't know when that game would be maybe later this week would be my expectation okay and quite possibly being most likely being at home unless uh arkansas ponies up or you know, has a, a big crowd, or if the WNIT says, "Well, they're the higher seed," and I don't, they don't, they don't tell you what the seeds are. I don't know why. Doesn't make any sense to me. That's a little weird. It is a little weird. It is a little weird. So there you go. All right, seven oh seven this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, baseball. You went two of three over the weekend against Oklahoma State. We've we've talked quite a bit already about the uh, the situation from yesterday. Um, with Brandon Beckel, and uh, I, I would assume Jamie, and maybe this is an incorrect assumption. Do, do you think the Big Twelve comes out and announces, "Hey, he'll be suspended for a game," or, or it's time served because of the nature of, you know, the the type of way that he was thrown out of the game in terms of that it was just just taunting, so to speak. Or do you think that there's going to be at least a game suspension that would go with this? But not the four that if you throw at somebody or hit somebody, like with your fists. Um, I don't think the Big 12 will make an announcement. Do they normally make announcements on things like this? Well, normally there's a cut and dried rule on something like this. Like, you know, taunting if you, or targeting, if you do that in the second half, then you've got to miss the first half of the next game. So usually it's, you know, and in basketball, if you get thrown out of a game, unless you unless you physically hit somebody or, you know, make a non-basketball move to, you know, elbow somebody in the face, then that's when something like that would take place. 
I apologize, Chuck. I'm just really because we haven't really dealt with yeah. this before. I just uh, I'm I'm not certain what will happen here. I'm not I'm not certain. Um, Somebody asked if uh, if if Kirby Hocutt would be calling the commissioner Brett Yormark, and I, I mean to me, I I don't I don't know how how the delegation goes, but it would it would seem that this would that that seems to be a, a bit too high on the food chain. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Kirby would would be involved. It doesn't have to be with Brett Yormark. Yeah, it could be with the umpires, as you know, the head of umpires or something like head that. Head of officiating, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I I really don't know the answer to that. I I would imagine that Kirby's somehow involved. I would imagine that that Coach Tadlock is somehow involved. There's got to be some sort of person that makes the decision here as to how long the suspension is. I don't know, is that the head of the umpires? Well, if that's the case, well, we all know they're going to give them exactly what the umpires on the field said because they're yeah. just going to back them. Or is it a commissioner or... Somebody that oversees that sport. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't, don't know the answer. I'm, I'm, again, never really had to deal with this before. We'll talk about so the... we're all learning on the fly. I'm learning, which is partly is, is a problem because like it, sh- it should be something that you feel like should be relatively known as opposed to unknown. Mm-hmm. of what the consequences are for your actions. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, so uh, we've got uh, a lot of sports in the air right now with the uh, end of basketball and coaching search and baseball in full bloom. Spring is sprung, lighter later, you know, spring football is getting ready to start for Coach Joey McGuire. Jamie's got a question on some kind of topic for us. All right, I'm going all sports, Big 12 related. Okay. And I'm asking you to give me a top three. I want you to give me your top three disliked coaches in the Big 12 conference. <laughs> it's a completely random question. Top three disliked. Uh, okay. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say uh, Vic Schaefer's one, not necessarily number one, but he's one of the three. Um, Put him in order for me. Okay. Uh, man, I gotta. I gotta think of. I gotta think of coaches here. Who I who I really don't like right now because some some schools that I don't care for have hired some coaches that are hard to dislike. In other words, hard for me to dislike. Sonny Dykes, even though I don't like TCU, hard for me to dislike. Um, hard, easy for me to dislike anything Kansas State, but hard for me to dislike Jerome Tang and Chris Kleiman because I think they're really doing great jobs and they haven't really done anything to me. Um, same thing goes with the Iowa State guys. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here as I'm trying to come up with my as I'm trying to come up with my three. Um, you know, it's hard to dislike Chris Beard now because he's not in the Big 12 and you said Big 12, so you can't put him on that list. Um, you can still dislike him. It's uh, yeah, not right. hard to dislike him. Yeah, right. It's, it's just not, not a Big 12. Answer. It's not a Big 12 coach anymore. Um, let's see, Baylor. Uh, Scott Drew. Okay, so Scott Drew's only going to be on that list. Uh, Dave Aranda's hard to dislike him. He's He seems like a decent fella. Uh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've got, I think I've got my three. Um, I'm gonna go Vic Schaefer, 
Scott Drew, Dana Holgerson. And and Vic is Vic is number one. Okay. Dana's not currently in the Big Twelve. Well, he's getting ready to be. Yeah, he's in the Big Twelve. Houston. Yeah, but they're not in the Big, Big 12, Twelve right yet. now. Essentially. Okay. So uh, give me your three again. All right. Well, okay. Okay. So I'll, 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 I'll. Somebody offered one off the shape off, off the uh, Yates Morning Center chat line. I'm, I'll go with Vic Schaefer, Scott Drew, Jamie Dixon. I'll go with those three. Okay. Should got one of mine. Nick Schaefer, Texas women's basketball coach. Vic. Vic. Did that on purpose. Okay. He doesn't even deserve his name. He's coaching at Texas. <laughs> Give me Shark for Texas football. Okay. You're going to notice the theme here. Give me David Pierce for Texas baseball. Notice the theme here. Yes. (laughs) It starts and ends with them. Okay. All right, Jamie. Okay, I'm going to go Bob Huggins, number Mm. one on my list. With a bullet, maybe? Um, I don't know. I can't stand the dude. Okay. Um. I'll go David Pierce from Texas two, and I'll go Josh Holiday from Oklahoma State third, and that would have been that way before this yeah. weekend. Yeah, and I, yeah, I knew you were going to put Holiday in there. It's just where where was it going to be? Yeah, yeah. He narrowly edged Bill Self. He would be fourth on my list. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody says preach, brother Jeff. Well, uh, Holiday, Self, and Dixon. You know. Doesn't that doesn't surprise me? Huggy Bear over Dixon on the hate scale from Raider three sixteen. Uh, this Jamie Dixon is the absolute worst. Cries more than Bruce Weber did. He does cry an awful lot. <clears throat> Somebody says uh, never cared for Jamie Dixon. If you listen to the Houston fan base, it's Dana as one of them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have hate for Holgerson. I just kind of laugh at him. Like, he hasn't had enough success against us for mm-hmm. me to dislike him. Okay. Okay. Uh, any list that doesn't include Bill Self is incomplete. Yeah. Okay. He was 3B for me. 3B? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. 3B. Uh, but there this, are rules. We got to get through one, two, three first. Hard for me to dislike Drew for some reason. Josh Holiday is on that list now. Uh, somebody says Butterface Bill Self. Okay. Yeah, I mean. His his arteries are clogged. I don't. I'm not guessing he's going to get much butter moving forward. They they put a big stint in there to open up the blood flow. It's exciting. So, somebody says Jamie Dixon one, Jamie Dixon two, Jamie Dixon three. <laughs> uh, Bill Self, Vic Schaefer, and Steve Sarkeesian. You know Sarkeesian really like... hasn't done anything yet. I yeah. I don't I don't, I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a dislike. I actually I admire Steve Sarkeesian because he's had to. He's had to bring himself from the from the depths, and he put himself there. Okay, his yeah. his stuff was self inflicted, but I do admire Sorry some. About you. I do admire somebody though that has the ability to to drag themselves out of the ditch. Uh, I'll and, sing his and, praises and, and when he quits wearing burnt orange. Okay, he's wearing burnt orange. Mac Brown is a great football coach. I wouldn't say that when he was. I couldn't stand there. Tom Herman, but I'm all right with Sark. Tom Herman probably would have yeah. been number one if he was still yeah, in the 12th. That, that dude wore me out. Uh, Andrew says that's the only list where Bill Self is the first out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, uh, I'm offended by the guy who went Jamie Dixon, Jamie Dixon, Jamie Dixon. I just feel like he doesn't like people named Jamie. Jamie, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, somebody says, respect to Sark for having the gut to take that dumpster fire of a job. Yeah, but they're paying him handsomely. I mean, let's face it, let's face it. For the most part, there's a lot of coaches that would have taken that job, quote, quote unquote. They're, he's not being paid a pauper's fee, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this, I'm a big St. Louis Cardinals fan, and I've about had my fill of the holidays. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I got you. I got you on, got you on this. Um, somebody does want to know how long Dana Holgerson will be at the uh, U of H once they get into the Big 12, over or under it two and a half years. Eh, I, I would – I would say I'll over. Say over. Yeah, yeah. I, I he seems happy there, and with them getting into the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean, happy. Does for he Dana. seem happy? I mean, just wasn't it last week that he said their facilities? Were, yeah, right. I don't think I mean, he's happy. Way behind everybody else yeah. in the Big Twelve. I think he's. I, I don't think he's going to get any better job than what he's got mm-hmm. right now. Uh, this old Big Twelve coaches flood the gates uh, of, uh, you know, Kim Mulkey, Chris Beard, and Mac Brown. Um, let's see. No Mike Gundy on the list. That's a good question. That's a good point. I don't have big beef with Gundy yeah. either. Yeah, I don't. I don't really either. Yeah, I mean, he said some things over the years, but I mean, I'm sure our coaches right. have said things over the years that have been crazy talk that yeah. other fan bases didn't love. Yeah, I right. mean, ultimately, if we did the list of coaches in the Big Twelve we liked, it would be a shorter list, as opposed to the ones that we don't like. Okay, name three in the Big 12 Conference that you like that aren't tech coaches. Um, I like Bill Finley at Iowa State, women's coach at Iowa State. I like him. Um, uh, from a football standpoint, you know, I always kind of like Neil Brown. I don't have any problem with Neil Brown. Um, and then from a men's basketball I mean, it's coaching mom and mother. I don't mind. I don't have a problem with Bill Self. I do have a problem with how he's handled the NCAA stuff. So I'm not going to put him on that list because I don't like how he's responded in his arrogance and the university's arrogance of how they've responded. They have other teams, don't you? Like their other coaches too? Uh, <laughs> Just that one. Yeah. It's funny how that works. It's hard for me to be upset with Dave Miranda. Right, yeah. Yeah, he seems like a decent dude. He does Neil seem Brown, like a de- I think, would have to be number one on my list. I, I always like guys him. that I like. Um, trying to think of a men's basketball coach that I'll tell you, Jerome oh. Tang seems like a pretty nice fellow. But yeah, Oklahoma State's basketball coach, um, Mike Boynton. Mike Boynton seems like a good dude too. And he's a guy that people have not necessarily targeted for the tech job, but maybe for other jobs. Um, but he's, his team's still playing in the, in the NIT. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio. Look forward to hearing from you in the 8th Morning Center chat line and the Visual Edge IT hotline. As I was uh, refreshing my coffee, Jamie, I uh, took a gander outside. Another beautiful sunrise. And... Uh, and I started feeling kind of these pangs of jealousy of some of the other guys that have uh, front windows from their studios. And, you know, in the world of it's never good enough, is thinking, man, what? sure wish we had one of those. But then I then I walked by one of the studios where it's got two guys crammed in it. And I'm like, yeah, but we got the biggest biggest studio. So we really we really have the best, even though we don't have the window view. I mean, technically we have two. Right, right. 
Yeah, but one of the windows has Jeff staring Right, I know. <laughs> so instead of seeing a beautiful sunrise, I've got Jeff McGuire in my full view. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're blocking my view of the sunrise every morning. No, you're blocking the view of the wall behind him. Right, yeah. There's a reason we don't have, you know, windows, Chuck. Because we'd be distracted? I would be distracted? No, I mean the natural sunlight with the whole television thing mm -hmm. would not oh. be what we want. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So always, are, always Those other stations aren't on television too. I, again, right. I, I, it's it's part of that syndrome of it's never good enough, right? There definitely is some of that going on. Yeah, no. <laughs> I but at least I acknowledge the illness or disease that I have, and I try not to infect others or inflict it on others. Although sometimes, sometimes I do do that. Oh, inflict that on others. 8.03 this morning here on the morning drive. We'll have uh, basketball in the air for you tonight. Lady Raiders take on SMU from the arena, 5.30, 107.7 Yes FM, 6 o'clock the tip time. Also tonight at 6 on 100.7 the score, we'll have the high school fan zone. So we'll look forward to hearing from coaches from Estacado, Coronado, and Monterey about their uh, their sports and their teams and what's going on. The We're into the final nine weeks of, uh, of school. So... If your kid hadn't figured it out yet, time to get to figuring, right? And if your son or daughter's in the, on the verge of graduating, got to make sure that I's are crossed, T's are, I's are dotted, and T's are crossed, and no stupid shenanigans between now and then that would affect their ability to walk across the stage, right? <laughs> right. So, guys, got to keep all. Nobody get drawn off sides, you know, for the next nine weeks, because you know you got grandma coming in from Sheboygan, you know, to. She can't see sweet little granddaughter or sweet little grandson walk across the stage. She's going to be disappointed. So you may want to have that conversation with your with your young lad, okay? <laughs> or 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 what do they call the young lads or boys? What are the maidens? Young maidens? Your young daughter? Just your daughter? Probably just daughter. I mean, you had daughters, shouldn't you know this, Chuck? Probably, yeah. It's okay, uh, just checking. Although they uh, weren't necessarily young, young when you were around. Well, no. I mean, I got them, uh, inherited them when they were, one was in single digits and one was just. Uh, I thought just, they were older. I thought mm -mm, they were. I mm -mm. thought the youngest was twelve at that time. Mm -mm. My apologies. Mm -mm. So you were around for enough. I was around for enough. Around for a pretty good, pretty good part. Yeah. Still, still around too. Last well, no, time I'm I checked. I'm not saying that you're not. I know. I got That's you. That's not what okay. I was implying. Yeah, I got you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want to talk uh, coaching search a little bit. And I just want to kind of offer my offer my two cents and get and get yours as well, Jamie. Um, one, I think we both agree that you'll have a headman's basketball coach by the end of the week. Um, I'm guessing that will be the case. Okay. Yeah. I. I, I if I were to guess, that would be my guess. Yeah. I'm... Okay. My other guess is I don't think your future head coach is the current head coach of any team left in the NCAA tournament. You have Alabama, San Diego State, Creighton and Princeton, FAU, Tennessee, K-State, Michigan State, Houston, Miami, Xavier, Texas, Arkansas, and UConn, Gonzaga, and UCLA. I don't think any of those head coaches will be your next head coach. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm not saying an assistant wouldn't necessarily be in, in that case. But I'm going to say I don't think any of your current head coaches are going to be there now. So what does that what does that leave us with? <laughs> well, 
leaves us with maybe a surprise candidate. You know, is 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 Bobby Hurley a guy that you'd take a look at from Arizona State or from Arizona? Um, is uh, is Scott Drew a guy you'd take a look at from Baylor? Is because um, I I don't think, like I said, I don't think any of the current guys are gonna gonna move at this point because they're at the Sweet Sixteen level. They're you know a step away from playing for a right to go to a Final Four. Might have their programs in place, and timing may not be a, the best to make that move at this point. That's just that's just my hunch. Yeah, I I just I'm I don't think Scott Drew's coming here. Would you want him? I, I probably wouldn't hate it. Would you want uh, Eric Musselman at Arkansas? I'd probably be all right with that. That'd be would would that be a, what, he's and, a different dude, but he is a different dude. Would that be a move did he up? Take his shirt off the other day. He did. Okay, that's interesting. He did. Mm-hmm. He did. That's why Chuck's rooting for him. <laughs> he explains the beginning of the show. Oh, it's the only answer. I'll right tell now. you this: if Eric Musselman becomes the next head coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders, I will don't, take. I will take. I will take don't, my don't, shirt don't, off. Don't, 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 <laughs> Dude is looking for an excuse. I mean, just swing by the column, okay? Okay. Um, we get your buff, Chuck. All right, we get it. All right. Not really. We I'm, don't I've really lost need, that. We Jamie. don't really need to see it. I've kind of lost. I've kind of lost that. Leave it something to our imagination, okay? If um, if you could uh, kind of wave your fairy dust over the Texas Tech coaching searches, there's somebody that you would. Really like to see you be the next head coach at Texas Tech. Billy Donovan. Yeah, me too. I don't know that I think that's super realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody says, Musselman, Sean Miller, Jerome Tank. Yeah, well, I, I don't think, like I said, I don't think any of those guys are are, are coming here at this. At this, uh, uh, Shelly says this, no, boo, no, shirts on. <laughs> I think she means for us to leave our shirts on. I think that's what she means by that, right? Uh, Red Raider 2 Gun says this, watching the tournament, it's crazy how many players were playing that played for Tech. Yes. 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 Uh, Chuck, Chuck is such a generous guy. He offered two cents and we get a whole dollar. <clears throat> what about... Uh, that, there's, there's that. You know, I think McCaslin from uh, North Texas is a um, candidate that Texas Tech's going to talk to. Sure. Um, uh, Chris uh, says Barrett Peary, and I, I think I think he's going to be your next head coach. I think there's. I think if you don't swing and get a quote name coach, um, I think that he's going to be the guy that's waiting in the wings and. Uh, Ready, ready to go. This this one is is interesting to me. The the Barrett Barrett Perry, and from everything that I've heard from people who knew him when he was here, he was thought of as a really good dude. Okay, really likable guy. But did he was the offensive coordinator? Did we love his offense? Well, then, but then you have to question of was his offense was, was he, he allowed? Okay, so to answer the question, no, no, he, it, the offense wasn't good. Didn't appear to be. This reminds me of like when Sonny Cumbie was hired as the offensive coordinator, and people were like, well, if things don't go well, he can take over the head coaching job. 
Well, if things don't go well, that means his <laughs> offense probably wasn't very good. Right. So now you're going to promote him? Yeah. And that's kind of what it feels like with Barrett Perry here. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.